Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. episode 45 of the Gather Moms podcast and season four where we are going after more. We want more joy, more time, more patience, and more mom tips and hacks to make this mom life more easier. Yes, I love more easier. I don't even think that's appropriate grammar, but I love it. Yeah, more easier. So today, as we are kicking off this new season, we talked about that we're going to be sharing mom hacks and tips. So I get to share one today. All right. And mine comes from Amazon. And so Rebecca, I'm curious, what is the last thing you bought on Amazon? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It was a triple order. Okay. Oh, but I don't remember the third thing. Okay. Hang on. Judd wanted this black bomber jacket. Okay. So this is my child that doesn't care about fashion and Uh literally wears the same five shirts each week. Okay. And if I wash midweek, we'll wear the shirt he wore the previous day. Nice. Two days in a row. Okay. So when he asks for something, I'm kind of like, oh, bless you. You want to dress nice. Yeah. So I ordered in this black bomber jacket. It was great. And then... I ordered a mason jar with a lid. It's a poor lid with a handle. So you know how you make dressings or sauces, things like that? You put it in the mason jar, and you screw this lid on top, and you can put it in your fridge. And then when you take it out, you pop it, and you pour with the handle. This is not making any sense. Bless you people. So does it have a spout? Not a spout, but a, um, you know, like a water bottle lid. Okay. You screw it off Uh and pour. Okay. And then... Yeah. What turned you on to this? Did you see it somewhere? I'm trying to remember, like, what you know on Amazon where you, like, search for something and uh-huh. it sends you on that tangent because yeah. then at the bottom it says, other customers have also yeah. purchased. This is where I found it. So you bought a bomber jacket and then some other mom had bought the mason the jar. The mason jar pour lid with the bomber jacket. So you're like, add that too. And so here I am. <laughs> I'm kind of on a mason jar kick. You know how people drink out of mason jars? Yes. Yeah, I cute. really want to get rid of all my plastic glasses and only drink out of mason jars. Well, that's very cute and southern. Of that's you. what I was just thinking. It's so southern. Yeah. I like but that. A I don't lot. know. I just like mason jars. Okay, cute. Okay, so. I was laughing at ours because I looked at our own Amazon list, like, to answer this question, too. And I realized we have gotten so lazy. Like, I basically don't go to the store anymore. 90% of what I purchase is from Amazon or Target pickup. I just, like, I don't go in. Yes, yes. It, Why would you? No, and Target pickup? Bring pick it out to your car. Yes, and there's no minimum. No. Like, you can be like, I need one jar of cooking oil or something. You have never done that. Have you done that? I haven't done that. Listen, moms, listening to this podcast, if you have done that, I need you to message us. Have you ever ordered one thing from the pickup? Because can you imagine that guy's face when he brings it out to your car? Here's your chewing gum. Here's your Q-tips. But I you, don't know. Sometimes you, you totally need it. Could. Yes. But that's why Target wins is because you can just, and then it's ready within two hours. Yes. And you drive up and you're like, this is my best life. Okay. okay. I did not need to go into that store. No. No, birthday presents, you know you know how you're doing like the last minute birthday run to yes. go get somebody's gift? Y'all are running through the store. No, don't do that. 
you just get on the app, you pick something, on your way to the party, you drive up, they put it in your car, and you go to the party. That's genius, especially if your party's close to Target. That's even better. Yeah, man. Listen, we're not going to stores anymore. So we get all these things that you would normally just, like, go to CVS and get, you know, or Walmart. Like what? What are okay, we talking so about? so Jeremy has all these, like, subscribe and save. He's on these auto ships. Yes, for, like, deodorant? Okay, deodorant, yes. But his latest order had saline packets for his signing rents. <laughs> Hey, I use the Sidney Rinse. I'm a huge fan of that. Oh, that's good. So he does it every day. So He, he does puts it every day? Every day. That man wants clean nostrils. Yes. Does he do it in the shower or yes. in the sink? in the shower. Okay. Yeah. I'm just imagining the noises coming from... Oh, listen. It is like an irrigation system Doesn't in there. Doesn't he take a shower at 5 a.m.? Is that not waking you up? We turn on that loud fan in my room for, like, white noise, okay. and I can sleep through it. Okay, okay, just yeah. checking. No, because otherwise I'd be like, mm, you doing that out back. Seriously? So, yeah, no. Okay, okay so um, his sign you rent collagen powder, because we put that in our coffee. Listen, is this the peptide stuff? Yeah. Okay, I need, we're going to have to, like, d- double down on that later. Okay. Because I feel like I should do that. I don't know, it sounds fun. <laughs> I want to do some collagen. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. I'll hook you up, Okay. Sis. And um, dude wipes. Do you know what dude wipes are called? Like my brain where it just went thin. I just don't even know. Can we even say that out loud? Okay, listen. Is he going to freak out because you just told the world that he ordered dude wipes? No, unfortunately, he has no threshold for embarrassment. So it's, yeah. Okay, it's just, they're just flushable wipes. Right. And honestly, I make the kids use them and stuff too. It's just... To clean those honey bows. But he ordered this particular brand. I think it was just like on a special and stuff. And so now this is the brand he orders. They're marketed for dudes. It's like a black package and they're called dude wipes. Are they like bigger and thicker? Like what I, makes them dude like? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. You know there's like generic brands of those that are cheaper. No, supposedly, because I've looked too. Like this is the deal. Okay. It's a good deal on okay. them. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so we use flushable wipes in our house. We Listen, those. I know you people are already thinking about stocking stuffers, <laughs> and I feel like the dude wipe is a contender. Right? It would. Your boys would love it. This is a contender. Yes. I'm going to have to go ahead and go for that. Your boys would love it. Um, I also saw that the, the nitro freeze wart remover was in there, and I'm sad to say that we tried it. And for two of Lydia's warts, it only seemed to make them angrier. They got bigger. So the saga <gasps> continues. Oh, bless her heart. <laughs> Listen, duct tape. Duct tape's next. That's Come what on. we're doing next. Okay. And apple cider vinegar. Okay, but I don't even know if you need the apple cider vinegar. Just Listen, put that piece of duct tape on there. These things are angry. Something has got to take them down. Okay. And it might be the mother that's in the apple cider vinegar. So we're going to see. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> Get off my kid. Okay, but I got interested in this thing I want to share about from Amazon because it popped up in my Insta feed. And I thought of you because you always buy. I love the ads. <laughs> I love you. I love you, ads. Tell me all the things. I didn't know anybody ever bought things from ads. But so now. Whatever. You bought a bathing suit from a Facebook ad. Well, that was a nightmare. So we don't need to even yeah, talk okay, about yes, that. Yes, yes. It went to China, came back. It was bad. Okay. Um, that has me so distracted. We'll have to tell that whole story sometime. But anyway, so there was an ad, and it was for a sandwich decruster mm-hmm. and sealer. So it takes the crust off the sandwich, and then it seals the sandwich. Okay. And my immediate thought was, that is so ridiculous. This is why 
the next generation is all going to be snowflakes. Yes, you all get trophies and crustless sandwiches. Yes, like people, you need some grit. Eat the dang crust. You will be okay, all right? If you would like to instill grit in your children, <laughs> please leave the crust on their sandwich. I feel like so, that's an ad. Uh, yes, so, so I thought, okay, am I alone in this than thinking this is nonsense? So I posted on my Insta stories and was like, ask people to vote. Is this nonsense or genius? And Rebecca, genius won out. Everybody thought that that was the coolest, smartest thing ever. And I got so many messages. And all these moms were like, I use this. It's awesome. And other moms that said, uh, my mom used this. She had a Pampered Chef one, and I thought it was the oh, best Oh, shout out thing. to Pampered Chef. They got it all. They were the OG, I yes, think. Yes, they were. Sandwich decruster and sealer. Okay, okay. You know that's good quality, too, Pampered Chef. They have a stainless steel one. That's, that's good stuff. That feels like a little too bougie for what we're doing here. Uh-uh. $50 gift card as a prize. <laughs> bougie mom. Don't be talking about bougie because you are already there. So just go ahead and claim your title. Okay, that's a reference to episode 44 in case you don't know what she's go talking listen. about. Um, so anyway, but actually this one I'm about to tell you about, the people in the review said it's better than their Pampered Chef one. <gasps> Well, that's a big deal. Yes. And one mom messaged me and she said, if you really want your kids to love you, you put jelly in the bread and you make a fried pie. So you seal it and then you put it in the air fryer. Really? Yes. It makes like something you would get at the fair. You put a little powdered sugar on there. No way. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try that. Okay. So let me tell you about this. This particular one has 4.5 stars. And 7,220 ratings. Don't you wonder who those people are? Like, do you take time to leave a review? You no, know, I don't got time for that. I have maybe left one review in my life. Right. So have who you, are these 7,241 people? I don't know. Okay, how much do you think that this costs? Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you about it. Okay. You can make a circle Ooh, sandwich. This is like Price is Right. I'm ready. Yes. Go. <laughs> you can make a circle, a square, or two triangles. Okay, options. I like it. Yes. Uh, so what do you think that it would cost? Uh, $13.99. <gasps> mm, $19.96. Okay, I was close. How do you feel about paying $19.96 for three plastic cutters? Oh, they're plastic? Yeah, but this heavy-duty plastic. No, ma'am. Yes. No. It's better than the stainless steel. No, because it's going to break. Someone's going to step on that. <laughs> no, I'm not paying that. $13.99 is my limit okay. for the plastic. There are cheaper ones. There are cheaper ones. I went with this one because it had the good ratings. Yes. And then these multiple options. Yes. You can, and you have bougie children, so. Okay, you can buy a one guy, like a circle or a square. Yes. And get it for like $13. Okay, okay. okay. So just so you know. So I read all these reviews about this thing. And a lot of moms said that what they do is they make like two weeks worth of sandwiches and throw them in the freezer and then just pull them out each day. What kind of a sandwich do you put in a freezer? Not a meat sandwich, right? I mean, technically you could. You can put lunch meat in the freezer? Yeah, of course. That sounds like a health hazard. <laughs> health hazard. Because Uncrustables only does peanut butter and jelly. So I'm going to go with that's okay. But the <laughs> deli ham is going to give your kids... Something that they don't want. This is where Judy has influenced you so much. So, <laughs> sweet mama Judy replied to my story. <laughs> she said, she said, let's talk about which when you use deli meat and cheese with this. She really did. She said, and I just said that. Yes. She said, do you have to cut the meat first 
Or like, is meat going to be hanging out the sides? That's what I'm thinking about with the plastic. It's not going to cut it. Yes. Okay. So here's what we're going to do this week. We're going to post reels. I'm going to do peanut butter and jelly okay. and show you. Okay. And then we're going to try it with the meat and cheese. Yes. I have not tried meat we and cheese We got to try yet. that. Yes. And then you're going to freeze one of those for two weeks and then you're <laughs> going to eat it. And we're going to see if you're still living. Because I need to know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But here's the thing. My kids, we don't really eat Uncrustables. I've never bought them. Caleb has a peanut allergy, so we just don't keep a lot of peanut butter around. But anyway, we've just never become an Uncrustables family. But for some people, they're saying this is like a huge savings. Oh, because Uncrustables kids, are expensive. Yes, if their yes. kids like this. So, But none of those reasons are the reason that I purchased this. To be perfectly honest, the reason that I bought it is because sometimes I like to buy things that I know will make my kids love me and think I'm a good mom. Yes. Oh, I'm all in for that. Right? Yes. I wanted to see the reaction on little Caroline's face when I, I handed her that peanut butter and jelly with that she didn't have to tear the crust off and the little edges were crimped, you know? And listen, the smile on her face and the little hug she gave me was worth the $19.99. And she didn't get a $50 prize for the warts, so this was her bougie prize. So do you do that? Do you feel like you ever... Um, oh, yeah. This is the reason I get up in the morning and make my kids lunches and water bottles, because I am earning points towards mom of the year. So that's when, why you do it? When I hand them the water bottle, and they are like, oh, thanks, mom, I'm like, I know. I'm awesome. Here you go. Well, see, okay, that helps me understand because I'm like, why is she still doing this for these children? They can do this on their own. But I, now I totally get it that that's why you do it. Those are my points, man. Yes. Yes. Because we want more of their affection. We more do. of them saying nice things to us. Yes. And it's just totally normal, you know. But I think if we're going to segue into the spiritual part of this conversation. <laughs> Jesus used sandwich cutters for his fish. Oh, Sick out. That's so gross. <laughs> the little boy with the loaves and the fish showed up His with his mother. A, has. Yes. <laughs> um, that I really do think that you know it points to a deeper need inside of us, right? To be. Oh my loved, gosh! Look at this transition. <laughs> you gotta let me do it. The people on the other end don't don't see the harsh segue we're making here. They're in for it. Okay. So let's try it again. Okay, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Which I think is totally normal as a mama because it just points to the deeper need inside of us to be loved, have purpose, and feel that longing we have to be satisfied. I agree, Kate. I really do. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. Okay, so as we open this season and talk about all things more, we have to start it out right. And we have to build this season on where we really find our more because if we start anywhere other than God, we're going to be all that disappointed, right? Agreed. So let's talk in this episode about how we get more God. And I think in that setup, it almost sounds like, you know, here's three easy steps to I get was, more I God. I was waiting. I was like, is it at Target or Amazon? Where am I going for this? Okay. But I'd be doing you a disservice because God himself never tells us to do something to get more of him. That's right. Right? That's he right. never, that's not what he says. He uh -uh. doesn't say, oh, you can just go purchase me at Amazon, uh -huh. on Amazon, or do these three things and everything in your life will be right. Right? Yes. He tells us that he first reminds us of who we are in him before yes. he ever tells us to do anything for him. Yes. And this is what I want us to talk about today because these are this is something called gospel indicatives and gospel imperatives. Oh, the SAT word coming <laughs> out. Yeah. So gospel indicatives are what is true about you and gospel imperatives are what you do in light of that truth. 
And we find both of those in um, the epistles in the New Testament and all of the letters. We find that there are gospel indicatives, this is what is true, and gospel imperatives, this is what you do in light of that truth. And in our last episode, we read from the book of Ephesians in chapter 3, verse 20. Remember we talked about it says, um, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This verse comes right at the end of chapter 3. And if you go ahead and read the whole book of Ephesians, you will see that this epistle is one of the clearest examples of Paul first explaining who you are before challenging you to live that out. So Ephesians is clearly split. The first three chapters are all full of gospel indicatives, and four through six are all full of gospel imperatives. And you will find that when you read the gospels. Every time before something is asked of you to do, you will first be told of what is true about you. And we find that here because this is the very last verse in the book um, of the first part that's going to give us the indicatives, what is true about us. That's this verse, Ephesians 3.20. And you can see that this isn't telling us to do something. It's reminding us who we are, right? Yes. And reminding us who God is. It says that he is able to do far more abundantly and he gives us power, right? Those are the things that are true. And we have to get a hold of those before we launch over into the next three chapters of the things that we want or are supposed to do. And I think this is so key for us to understand because in our American bootstrap our way to goodness version of Christianity, we often skip the indicatives. For sure. What's true about us because we want to get to the list of what we're supposed to do, right? Yes. And when we do that, we are trying to live out gospel declarations divorced of gospel power. Agreed. You can see this. If you go look at Ephesians 4 through 6, there's a lot of things that we are told to do, okay? It tells us how we're supposed to live as Christians. It tells us to be gentle, humble, patient, bear with one another. It tells us to speak truthfully and to use our words to bless others instead of curse them. It tells us to be pure, to be submissive to each other, and to fight against the enemy of our souls. Those are big, heavy, hard things. That's what I was thinking. Hard. That's hard. That sounds hard. Yes. And if you are weary in your relationship with the Lord, could it be that you're trying to do the hard things without the equipping power of the Spirit at work in you? Is that maybe why you're stuck and you're wanting more God? Because you feel like, hey, I'm doing all these things I'm supposed to do, but I'm still feeling empty. Yes, I totally agree. I think that sometimes happens with our kids where you feel like you've done all these things for them and they don't respond the way that you want them to. Or in the next breath, they're telling you what you haven't done correctly. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, listen, I feel like I'm putting myself in their hands to like tell me how great I am. And yeah. that's not where I need to find my value. Right. I find it in God. Yes. So I lived a long way, a long time, you know, like this, living my life divorced of gospel power. And, um, you know, I grew up uh, in an unchurched home, but I got to know Jesus at a very young age. And I fell in love with his scriptures as a nine-year-old and loved the Lord. And I followed him and served him all the way through high school and college and into marriage. And um, then I became a mom and was still trying to do all the right things that I was supposed to do. I read my Bible. I went to church, but there was a burden with it. You know, it was this, I, I know I'm supposed to be generous. So here we're going to tithe, even though I'd really like to have this money to go do something else. Right. 
I really would love to go and see a movie on Saturday night, but I'm going to go to church because I know that I'm supposed to, right? Yes. It's all these things, you know, I'd get up in the morning and read my Bible and check the boxes because I knew that I was supposed to, but it felt like a drag. Right. It was a beat down. Right. And, um, you know, that stayed, that kept up with me until I had my sweet baby, Lydia. And, you know, with one child, bless, I think sometimes moms, maybe if you have one kid, you might feel like you're a pretty good mom, you know, like you, maybe you're doing a pretty good job. And then that second kid comes along and you're like, wow, I suck. You know, like I cannot keep this together anymore. Yes. And, you know, that happened with me, with Lydia. So when she was born, she was born with a dairy and soy allergy. And so the first year and a half of her life was so hard. And you might wonder, like, why did it take, why was it so long? But her first few months, we couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, and we tried to eliminate dairy and we tried to eliminate soy. And her intestines were so messed up that it took a very long time for her to be able to sleep. So the first year and a half of her life, we maybe slept two hours at a time. And Jeremy and I were up all night with her every night. And I was weary. And I would still wake up in the morning and think, okay, here I go. I'm supposed to be a good mom. These are the things I'm supposed to do. And I would go pour my coffee and try and do all the right things. And I remember one morning being in the bathroom and I fell on the floor on my knees to the Lord. And I said, God, I just, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I, I can't keep getting up and caring for this child. I, I can't keep doing all these things that you're asking me to do. And his response to me was so kind because he said, good, good. I allow these things in your life so that you would come to the end of yourself and remember that you need me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need me. You were never supposed to do this without me. This list of things that makes you a quote-unquote good Christian and good mom and good person None of that can be accomplished without me. You've gotten it backwards, and you are miserable because of it. Yes. And the Lord met me in that place. And, you know, Rebecca and I, kind of around the same time, I had been reading a book called Gospel by J.D. Greer, and Jeremy had, and God used that time in my life to start opening my eyes to seeing the gospel in a new way, in a way that I had never seen it before. And, Rebecca, what is something that stands out to you from from reading that book. Well, it's funny that you say that because you were the one that introduced me to this Mm. book. I read this book because of you, because when I met you around this time, you were having such this pivotal time with the Lord where he was teaching you so much about the gospel and about grace that literally it overflowed onto me because Mm. you were just so excited about what you were learning. You were telling people about it. Yeah. And so that's when I kind of got into this and started reading J.D. Greer's book. And one of the illustrations that he used, I actually used in a talk to moms too. So um, I wanted to read you the quote that I that I love so much. It says, Religion then can tell you what to do, namely to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But the gospel alone gives you the power to do it. Religion tells us just what you said. Do this. Read your Bible. Be right. nice. Love your children. Do all the things. But when you try and do it without the gospel, you don't have the power. Right. So it's really just out of pure human strength. Yes. And we know that there's an end to that, and it just dies. Right. And so um, one of the illustrations he gives is that so often we think of the gospel as a diving board and that we dive off the gospel into life like, okay, I'm saved. Now I'll go swim, you know, whatever I'm going to do. But then we get into that pool and we're like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know how to do this. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. And so what he says, he says, the gospel, however, is not just the diving board off of which we jump into the pool of Christianity. 
It is the pool itself. And so every day when we wake up, it's not, okay, well, I got saved whenever, at whatever age, and I'm just going to try and do it on my own today. It's let me go back to the gospel yes. that saved me yes. because that is the power out of which I do the things that God asked me to do. Beautiful. And I am praising God right now as you're speaking because that was the next thing in my notes was ah, to talk about look that. At us. Yes. Okay, that's cool. And and I think I think that is so pivotal for us to understand. I think that you know, I think as believers or even for unbelievers, they hear the word gospel and they hear Good news. Oh, that's the good news for the unbeliever, right? Yes. Why is here? Okay, Jesus died on the cross to save you. There you go. That's the gospel. That's it. Check. Done. Right. I did that. And then we think, okay, I I knew that I needed God's power to save me, but now I'm going to use my own power to sanctify me, to live a holy life. Right. And that's not how it works. The gospel is there both to save you and to sanctify you. Yes. In the same way that you couldn't save yourself, you cannot live for God without him. Right. But somehow we have gotten it backwards. Yes. We have we have mistaken that the gospel is just for unbelievers and it's not. It's for believers too. It's how we live through him every single day. And in Colossians, it says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him. That's right. Don't receive him and then put that down and walk away. No, as you received him, then that's how you walk in that same place of saying, God, I need you. Yes. I can't do this myself. I need you is how we live for him every single day. Yes. And I, in that time of, of going through that and starting to release my goodness and my ability to do it on my own, I came across a quote, um, and it was in the Gospel Primer. We're going to tag both of these books that we're referring to here in our show notes so that you can look at them. I believe they would both bless you so much. But I came across a quote that is now um, something that I've memorized and just rattles right from my heart. And um, it was from John Bunyan, who wrote The Pilgrim's Progress, and he said, Run, John, run, the law demands, but gives me neither feet nor hands. Better news the gospel brings that bids me fly and gives me wings. And that was the transformation for me, that the law that I was living under was burdensome and difficult and wearisome, and I felt guilty and bitter and resentful. And when I got a hold of the fact that I wasn't supposed to do it by my own power, but actually... God wanted to work all these things out in me, it set me free and it made me lighter. And now I wanted to go to church and I wanted to open up my Bible and I wanted to give because everything changed when I got a hold of the God that loved me so much. And I want you to hear from that God and what he has to say to you today. And I want us to look at these things that are true about you, the gospel indicatives, just a few of them from Ephesians 1 through 3. Okay. Here's what it says. It says, for he chose us, he chose you, mama, in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined you, mama, for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. 
And then he says this, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made you alive with Christ, even when you were dead in your sin. It's by grace you've been saved, and God raised you up with Christ and seated you with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might be able to show you the incomparable riches of his grace, expressing kindness to us in Christ Jesus. And then it finishes out the chapter with the verse that we started this season on. And it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If you want more God, Mama, ask him to open your eyes to see him. Stop trying to do things for him and rest in what he has done for you. There is nothing more that inclines my heart toward the Lord to want more of him than when I remember who he is and what he has done for me. That changes everything. Instead of duty, it's delight. It once it causes me to yearn for him, to want more of him, to do everything for him because of what he has done for me. So go and read the first two books of Galatians, the first three books of Ephesians, the first two books of Philippians, and remember that all that God has done for you, just because he loves you, not because of something you did or didn't do. And out of that place of love, of understanding, all that he did for you, out of a life overflowing with gospel power, you will find yourself wanting to do everything for him. I think one of the things that can be so practical for us as moms is as you go through your day and you feel like you're failing at something is just stop and think about where you immediately turn after that. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes when I do something wrong, I'll say, I, I should have gotten more sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just wish I'd been more patient then. Or, uh, well, it's okay that I got mad because they deserved it. Mm-hmm. Think about where you immediately turn because I think sometimes we we want the easy fix. Yeah. Like I should have just done this one thing and it would have changed the outcome. Yeah. But I think what God's trying to say to us is in those moments of failure, our first thought should be, I need more God. Yes. I need more God. I need to go pray about this right now. Well, you know what? I can't do that on my human flesh anyway, so let me just ask God for the power. That's right. That if you would just um, be aware for the next maybe week, where am I turning in those moments of weakness and failure? Yes. And if you're turning to something that has an earthly remedy, then that is a, a clue to you that you need to begin asking God for more power and more of him. That's right. And that when you start getting to those moments where you are at the end of yourself and your first thought is God, then that is where the gospel is taking hold of your life because you're remembering where the power came from and where it's going to flow out of you from. Yes, that's exactly it. And we call that preaching the gospel to yourself. You know, Mom, you talk to yourself more than anyone else. And what are you saying to yourself? And one of the things we want to be saying to ourselves is gospel truth. And so maybe today your one thing is that you go and you look in the first three chapters of these books that we mentioned and you pull out some verses that you know your heart needs to hear and you start preaching that truth to yourself. You preach that gospel to yourself. So in those moments when you want to blame yourself or beat yourself up, you hear God say, no, look to me. I want to give you more. Yes. Moms, we love you so much. We're so glad you're here and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Gather Moms is part of a whole community of women who mom in any way, and we want you to connect to that community. Go to gathermoms.com to learn how to join a gather group.